1: So, I am Timothy Harvey.
2: And I'm Dustin.
1: And we are co-hosts, Last Survivors. Right, whatever. Um, the only two that are left from our much larger band we started off with. Right. Of Zomp- uh, Zompocalypse Now. We, this is our... Which
2: uh is a podcast, I'm sure, none of you have heard of, because there's about 50000000 church tr- 1000000000 tr- 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 podcasts, and... Uh, why would you listen to our dumb show? So.
1: We're moderately entertaining, we think. Um, but uh, sci-fi4me.com is the website that, that we host. Oh. Uh, it's on Apocalypse Now, and you can also find us on iTunes and podcast.com as well. Mm-hmm. And we started off as a written form review right. for the walking, dead. the walking Dead, which we hate watched for several years, <laughs> um, starting with the... Season 2. Season 2 as they stayed on the farm and stayed on the farm and stayed on the farm and didn't hunt for little girls lost in the woods.
2: Why would Uh, you do that? Why would you look? It's so much easier, you guys, to sit a map on the hood of a truck and talk about where you're going to go look for the little girl than to actually go look for the little girl. Raccoon City, you know all about that, right? Like, why go look for the little girl? When you could just look at a map.
1: So, we, um, the reviews basically had a very distinct, why are we doing this to ourselves <laughs> um, kind of vibe as when we started out. And then we, strangely enough, the show actually got better.
2: Well, they, they fired their executive producer about six times. Yeah. <laughs> and finally found one who was like, hey, is this based on a comic? Can we just like, do the stories from the comic? And everybody was like, but. But Darabon, he's like, but this comic is right here, and and they're like, but then that other guy, and then so anyway.
1: Once they killed off Shane and Laurie, then and the show actually got better. Things got there. better. Um, so we've been following up through there, and we transitioned to a, sort of a video podcast, a video review for a while, which, which was we
2: not great because. I'm beautiful, but Tim's not particularly. I really fun do today. have a face
1: for radio, and so now we've moved to podcasts, right? And um, which is
2: more fun? It is a lot of fun.
1: So not only do we cover *Fear uh, the Walking Dead*, we also started c- covering *Fear the Walking Dead*, which, of course, reminded us very much of *Walking Dead* season two. Mm-hmm. Um, Literally
2: almost word for word.
1: It is. Uh, in fact. We'll get to that. We'll yeah, get to we'll that. that we
2: are just tell us who, you, who you, we right. think you should know who we are now right now.
1: And then we've been covering Preacher. Right. And um, also Dead of Summer. Which is which on is on Freeform.
2: Disturbing guilty pleasure. <laughs>
1: Because Dead of Summer is not good television.
2: And it's not made for men in their around 40s to be um, watching. But
1: it's made for exactly, if you lived during the 80s, and if you've ever been a fan of 80s horror films, it is exactly for you. But it's also for if you happen to be a teenage girl. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a very confused show, because on one hand, the target audience is 16-year-old girls.
2: And on the other hand, it's... 40-year-old men.
1: Yeah, so it's, you're kind of going, how
2: are you, what are you... Then why would you? <laughs> why? But we'll talk about that show too later. Yeah, so we'll talk about we that have, later. We have so many shows to talk about, you guys.
1: Well, and the, good, so the, the, the thing that we found is that shows. we were going for a while that you know, we would we'd do Walking Dead, and then we'd fear the Walking Dead, A Walking Dead season would get its midpoint or the season would be over, and then Fear of the Walking Dead would come up. And the second, we get into the second season of *Fear the Walking Dead*, and we're dreading it. We are, we are. This this show is painful. Mm. Um, and so, Preacher comes along, and we're like,
2: hmm. Eh. well, sure, we'll watch another show about a white guy with problems." Sure, <laughs> and
1: why then not? we really enjoyed it.
2: It's really good. And then, and then, *Dead of Summer* was like because *Walking Preacher* ends, and then there's like three weeks for between. Preacher ending and, and Fear the Walking Dead starting back up again. And uh, you don't want to just not have podcasts during that time. Right. And Tim and I don't really lead particularly interesting lives. No, we're terribly wrong. So you you're not going to want to listen to my baking tips for an hour every week. Why would you do, do that? Do you bake? I don't. See, actually. well, you'd really so don't that that hear would be his weird because it would be like today's Betty Crocker recipe is. Right. And so we just decided, that, we, I, I decided, I arbitrarily decided we needed to find a show to, to fill the gap in between Preacher and Fear the Walking Dead. And I thought that, that Dead of Summer would be cute. It's dead things, <laughs> ghosties and goblins. And so, like, you know, that's why. And then, then it turned out to be just, <laughs> just it's, yeah. the best thing. So it's
1: actually by the same people who do uh, Once Upon a Time. <laughs> And oh. um, we used to hate watch Once Upon a Time too because it was on before The Walking Dead. So we would ha- we would get together a and bunch of have our friends, dinner, we'd have dinner,
2: yeah, dinner, and we'd watch. This was even like before we started writing anything about it. Like everybody would come over to my apartment and we would cook dinner and we would we would kind of watch Once Upon a Time because it was why on. Not? And then it, w- it was terrible, and you just have to know why because that show is just why.
1: Well, you know, it's an entire show about why Regina can't be happy,
2: <laughs> which is not a show we cover, so we're not really going to talk exactly. About
1: but, but so, and Once upon a time. but we would sit there and we would watch it with this degree of of
2: I thank want to God, know who thank you God, God, we're are, eating. Who
1: are
2: we? You're Nightcrawler. Yeah. I know that Nightcrawler I'm very or Nocturne. Excited.
1: Nightcrawler or Nocturne, or his daughter
2: Nocturne, who is also exactly okay. him. But no, she's the short hair. Like if she were going to do Nocturne, she would have done a wig. Uh, who are we? Who are you? Are you just are you just fantastic with prematurely graying hair, or is that a wig? Oh, you're just you. You cosplay as yourself. I love it. <laughs> Very <laughs> excited. Anyway, and then we've got uh, a uh, uh, umbrella corp soldier in attendance, um, and then I believe the two of you are cosplaying as each other. Is that the truth? <laughs> and then. You know, you guys. Hi, everybody. Um, we, you know, thought we'd say, oh, and then you, yes, hello, Dad. He's here. He's dad, here as a Star dad. Trek fan. Oh, you go. you're cosplaying as Dad. Awesome. Welcome. I should have said that earlier.
1: We don't. We don't cosplay. No. We look very silly in, yeah. in those costumes.
2: I mean, I like. I. What would I even dress? Up as I can't do Bulma from from uh, from Dragon Ball Z, so like, what's the point of anything? really? that's
1: true.
2: There's not a corset in the world that could make me anyone. Yeah, so (laughs) so um, anyway, that's uh, this is what the podcast is. Yeah, basically. Tim has great analysis of of show, and I make weird noises into a microphone. And you know, occasionally curse, which has to then be edited out because we're an all ages show. Uh,
1: which is odd because we, we were reviewing shows that are not all ages shows, right? But we we we, we try and maintain, um, for those of you who haven't been to fi dot com, our goal is to be as you know reach as broad an audience as possible. Obviously, and, and fans come in every age. So we try and have reviews that are going to be accessible to someone who's quite young and someone who's, you know, mm-hmm. not going to... We don't necessarily want them to hear the horrible thing we just said. Um, it was funny, <laughs> and we'll find a way to make it work because it was funny. But, um, yeah, so we try and do an all-ages kind of thing. Right.
2: So anyway, uh, now that we have introduced ourselves and we've made fun of all of you, uh, <laughs> this is... We're not just going to sit here and yammer at you. Uh, we want to talk to you guys about what genre shows you like, and so that is what we're going to do for the next however long we have this room.
1: So, well, okay. So obviously, who is who's watching Walking Dead and Fear of the Walking Dead, right? Awesome. Okay. Who and
2: yeah, who watches Preacher? And and who's seen any Dead of Summer?
1: Who even knew the uh, show on TV called Dead, Dead of, of Summer? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: go please. So, okay. So Dead of Summer. <laughs> Since none of you have any clues... Draw like and, this is, and,
1: if, and if you go to the... If over the next few weeks, as you go to podcast.com and look up Zompocalypse Now or iTunes and look up Zompocalypse Now and you can find us under... Sci, you can look up Sci-Fi for me and find all the podcasts we do. You'll find the Dead of Summer ones rolling out over the next few weeks.
2: Yes. Um, we had some minor technical difficulties. But anyway, so Dead of Summer is about a group of camp counselors... In 1989. In 1989, who have returned to the summer camp that they had the greatest summer of their lives at... Back in 1984, they have now returned to be counselors at this camp. This camp is run by Elizabeth Mitchell's chest. And for those of you who don't know who Elizabeth Mitchell is, Elizabeth Mitchell uh, played the Snow Queen on Once Upon a Time. She played Juliet on Lost. Uh, she played uh, the detective, the main lead on the V reboot that happened a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Basically, she's been employed by ABC for the last twenty years of her life. And she's a fantastic, she's a fantastic actress and a
1: fantastic genre actress. And, and
2: she's she's just wonderful. And so she's the camp, she's the head of the camp. And then all of the then you have all of your tropes from the eighties and a time traveler. Actually, two time travelers yeah. now that we've established it. You have uh, Final Girl. Hi, guys. Welcome. Welcome. Come. Enjoy. Uh, We have Final Girl, who is a blonde who looks like she's permanently on the verge of tears. We have the douchey guy who wears polo shirts all the time. We have the stoner. Yeah, we have the stoner. We have the slutty girl. We have the chubby best friend. And then we have three characters that are not necessarily analogous to the 80s, one of which kind of, but uh, the other two are just like, what? Uh, There's uh, the guy with the camera.
1: Mm -hmm. All the time. Who in this case happens to be uh, uh, the black character who surprisingly does not become... No, he's not dead yet. He's not dead yet.
2: Uh, Which is like such... If if you're a teenager, you you may be aware of the trope that the black guy always dies first in 80s horror films and he has actually survived two deaths. Uh, And then our time travelers, the openly gay, super proud teenage boy and the teenage female-to-male transsexual character.
1: Now, if you were alive in the 80s and the late 80s, you know that this was the AIDS era. This was a period where you, outside of certain parts of the U.S., if you were in the Midwest, for example, and you had a friend who was gay, they were keeping it pretty quiet. Yes. Um,
2: it was a scary time to be uh, LGBTQ in that particular Right. So you might, you'd might find places so, in New York and, and
1: right. L.A. and some of these places where you know, where it was much more out, but... Not yes. too often,
2: and not not at summer camp, and not two at one time. Like, and especially the female to male transsexual character, like that was, like super. That was Geraldo level stuff back in the eighties. Yeah. And so there, the so you have these two, these these the set of characters who are actually, you know, all pretty pretty well established tropes. We for a long time thought that the the female to male transsexual character was going to end up being the I'm a girl dressed as a boy to prove this point character, which was huge in the 80s. There was like five different Super films huge. over
1: like 3 years about yeah. the girl disguising herself as a boy. But
2: then but then they're doing this the format of the show is very lost where it focuses on one character and does flashbacks to their to their backstory and when they did his thing, it was very like, I am a boy, I am a boy, and so, and, and so, we, we
1: yeah. had spent like two episodes making really, really good arguments, that this was not what they were going to do, and they were like, oh,
2: don't okay. go, we're going to talk about other stuff, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, we are, yeah, we are, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this is on Apocalypse Now, we're talking yeah. about The Walking Dead, it's just nobody had any clue what Dead of Summer is, and that's one of the shows we, were, we cover, so we were just giving a small little plug for this insane show that's on Freeform. Uh, but we're going to get to Walking Dead in like in like 2 minutes. I probably yeah, okay. Well, 2 2 minutes in our time is probably 20, but we'll we'll get there. Sure, sure, the, uh, sure. So anyway, <laughs> so everybody goes back to summer camp and it just so happens that the summer camp haha was also the ha- the home 100 years ago of a death cult
1: led by Tony Todd.
2: Tony Todd, you guys. Tony Todd.
1: So one of the yes. greatest one of the greatest genre villains. Um, shows up in 1800s clothes and just sort of yeah. just looks I, at. He just stares I'm still at everyone. Convinced,
2: like that they were like doing, starting doing the show, and they like turn around, like, oh, Tony Todd's here in a period costume. Should we put him on our show? Okay, because I don't think he's gonna leave. So you know. <laughs> he, so anyway,
1: he he shows up and says like, kill her, and then disappears. Yes. Um, kill the girl. She's the
2: key, and then walks away. It's like. Maybe that wasn't even scripted. Maybe Tony Todd just showed up. Like, so anyway, uh, that's Dead of Summer. It's insane.
1: It is. It is actually it turned out to be a really fun guilty pleasure for us because so if, we're old enough to remember those '80s films. And you, it's. I mean, you
2: seriously like Elizabeth Mitchell's character? She's the head counselor of a summer camp where people. Her are last being name killed. is Carpenter. The character's last name is Carpenter. Uh, the main Satanist villain, his last name is Crowley like Damon are, Damon, Crowley. Damon Crowley I mean this they is, are they are making some plays the they are they are hail marrying some shit up here you guys and you have got to go watch the show it's insane it's a really
1: fantastic cast it's and it's surpri- but, uh, it's turning into a surprise chewing the scenery oh, up
2: yeah. oh it's so hilarious like like what was it that I was I turned to you and I was like I'm sold I'm, this, I'm a fan of this show now About
1: five different things
2: uh, just, just the insanity Just the sheer craziness Of this show Freeform does a lot of that Crazy stuff on their channel So even if you're not 14 And you're not a girl Maybe check it out Just because <laughs> Seriously Like why not It's insane But yeah If you're, so, a, fan of,
1: if you're a fan of 80s horror films You're going to sit there and go Oh yeah
2: I remember that So I think that. we've wasted enough time On a show that literally No one in this room Has ever heard of Right um, so who wants to talk about The Walking Dead or Fear of the Walking Dead now? Yes! <laughs> you have things to say. Let's talk. What do you want to know? What do you want to say? Who in your right idea is going to be eating me? My, that's so hard.
0: <sighs> I think she knows the animal audience for a long time. Oh,
2: you, you. okay. So let's talk in an analysis. Uh, over the course of the last of season, it's five, right? I'm bad. It's five? We've been watching five or six? Right, six season and starting, six, yeah. Season six, seven starting? Okay. Over the course of season seven, Glenn has had many, many interactions with either a baseball bat or with photos of someone who's had their head bashed in or a head bashed in corpse. Mm-hmm. He stumbles across those items all the time. Now, whether or not that is a callback to the fact that he is the one that gets lucille in the comic book or if that is foreshadowing to the fact that he's going to be lucille in probably episode two or three of season <laughs> seven uh, is – who knows? Uh, I think other good – so I, I, I would want to say him. I would want to say him really bad. Uh, just because I think that that would be a great callback for fans of the comic. Uh, conversely, because the show likes to do things differently, the other big main person who I think it could be is Maggie. Because she has had a lot of, like, things happening and this whole, like, I guess, pregnancy, miscarriage, scare, whatever was going on in the last episode, which has put her in a really down position. Uh makes her a very easy target. They're going to probably do somebody that's been with us for a while, so that's going to save uh, Eugene and Rosita and Sasha. Those characters I don't think have the emotional impact to be somebody that is going to get lucille It's going to have to be somebody that's been with us for a while. Uh, and. So I would I'd put my money on Glenn or Maggie I'd say Glenn more than Maggie, but it could possibly be Maggie. Who do you think it is? Well I'm also the idea that it would be Aaron, because he's the one who
0: brought from Alexander and
2: not represent the the That's possible. The only but but I think that he lumps too much in with, with like the Eugene Sasha Rosita crowd because he's still like they haven't even established him well enough. To get, I mean, oh, they killed, and then, but then there's been such a backlash, and I'm, you know, I pay more attention to this probably some of you. There's been such a backlash about the, the killing off of gay characters just to feed into a straight white male protagonist's anger. So to kill off Aaron after they killed off Lesbian Doc, just like four episodes before this, is in my mind gonna be a bad move Especially from a PR standpoint, because then everybody'd be like, "Are you gonna? You killed black people off the first five seasons of the show. Are we killing gay people off now? Like seriously? You know that would only leave Tara as a as the only gay character on the show. So that's why I would say Aaron's probably not our guy.
1: One of the things about the comic that really had the impact of Glenn being the one who was killed was that because he'd been there from the beginning, the even as his- you don't necessarily have the same kind of emotional attachment to a comic character as you do to a television or movie character, um, but there's an impact that is is that drives the story. And then to some, you could make the argument that killing a character to provide an emotional response is a little iffy when it comes to writing. But it's a it's been, they've been doing it since we've been writing, um, so. Having that having Glenn be that that character on the show especially with the fake-out death that we got earlier, you mm-hmm. know um, this is The 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 TV show follows the broad outlines of the comic right and that's
2: the, one of the good things about the show
1: Yeah, I mean there have been some significant deviations Which have actually worked really really well for the show by doing taking those other paths
2: and we can talk about Carol later if you want
1: yeah <laughs> But the big the big beats are still there and so killing off Glenn I mean that's going to have the the fan reaction is going to be huge. Well,
2: I I worry also well I we for, we we for forgot the crossbow in the room. It could also be Daryl. Mhm. It would be huge if it were Daryl because it would be like Like, Robert Kirkman even said at one point in an interview, like, on a a TV show, as characters go on, they become almost untouchable. Like, you Mm -hmm. can't kill Rick. Well, you can't kill Carl. Well, and then then it gets bigger and bigger. Well, you can't kill Michonne. Why would you – you can't kill Michonne. And, like, you can't kill Daryl was like – that was almost – that was seriously – I almost said almost. That was legitimately a thing before you can't kill Carl. Like, it was you can't kill Rick and you can't kill Daryl like that was episode three of season one like oh daryl's awesome he's got to stick around so if they killed off daryl that would be huge it would drive people crazy and i kind of want to see that i want (laughs) to see the tumblr posts of like people losing their damn minds because daryl got a baseball bat to the head like i i want that but i don't think it's gonna be
1: um, well, and it's a risky thing because if you are too precious with your characters, you lose all tension. You mm-hmm. lose you, there, if you don't. You should feel on a show like this that you are going to lose any time. Any character can die.
2: But we'll talk about Fear the Walking Dead later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, does anybody else have any other Walking Dead stuff they want
1: to talk yeah. about? Yeah, speak. Come join us.
0: like, who to double down on. Eugene was giving Rick plans for the ammunition and mm-hmm. how to make bullets. And that seems sort of like a finality piece. And, but that's just my theory. That's okay. You know, like, he was showing him, like, here's, I've written everything out just in case anything happens mm-hmm. yeah. uh, My question had to be actually with Andrea. So they just did, somebody just did a recent interview with the woman who played <laughs> I saw this, yeah. She was originally signed for like seven years, uh, like much of the rest of the cast. Mm-hmm. I guess. So I've been trying to figure out why in the world she was killed off. Was that just a big middle finger to the show? It was... By the first showrunner? Mm-hmm. Or, or why did that happen?
2: That happened... That was or after Darabon left. Do you have more? Yeah, it was after Darabon yeah. left, but I was just wondering... I just couldn't figure
0: it out because she's still around.
2: In the comic, yeah. Right.
0: She, her and Rick are together, unlike yeah. John and Rick in the show. Right. So I, I always wondered why they killed her off, considering she's one of the core characters that's still around. Who
2: was that showrunner? I hated him. What was his name?
1: The one that, kept, that followed Darabond? Yeah. Um, it wasn't Gimple, was it?
2: Oh, I think it was. Scott Gimple? Yes. Scott Gimple can't write women. Um, that's what happened. And so the fact that he couldn't write a strong woman – Like, if you look at his seasons, his two or three seasons, the women on that show suffer more than they have suffered under any other showrunner. And I think the fact, number one, that uh, Lori Holden is one of uh, Frank Darabont's go-to actresses. She's Mm -hmm. in a ton of his stuff, and they're actually friends. And and she was brought onto the show in in the same way that a lot of the season one cast was, specifically because they were his group. Uh, It was a middle finger to him to kill off a character that uh, uh, was uh, a woman who was cast as one of his characters, one of his main cast people. And number two, it was because this guy didn't know what to do with women. He did not understand how, and this is not just my opinion. If you go back and look at some of the other stuff that he's written, he is really not great at writing women. And so he was trying to get rid of some of this, what he considered dead weight. And Unfortunately, under his watch, Andrea had become really dead
1: weight. If you look at you look at the way the character arc in the comic, it's significantly. Did. That's one of the very big deviations. Um, so you end up with a, with Carol basically picking up a lot.
2: Carol, Michonne, and Sasha have taken over the Andrea role in
1: you the know, comic. Pieces pieces of her personality and char- and and actions have made it into those other characters. And by the time we got into the whole governor romance bit, oh. where you, they are basically killing the soul of this character every episode and making her having her make decisions that were not uh, questionable no uh, I'm looking for a different word moronic yeah, that works um, and internally illogical so yeah, yeah by she, the time like, by the time her death came along it was kind of like oh okay, thank god in
0: the interview she seemed
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like well, you could tell you could tell when she did her exit interview on Fear the Walking Dead, like that she, or she talking was dead. yeah when she was on Talking Dead, she was still looked traumatized from the fact that she had gotten fired off the show.
1: Yeah.
0: Also, uh, one more thing: if you guys mm-hmm. watch Stranger Things yet,
2: if not, not yeah, yet. I have not.
1: I'm getting ready to. It's yeah, pretty fantastic. that's what I that's what I hear. I've been I've been holding off. For everybody actually Stranger Things on Netflix is amazing. Cool. All right, All excellent. Right. Next, thank you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, okay. Um, A little about us. Uh, Aside from being nerds with a podcast, uh, Tim and I are both uh, local filmmakers and have both been involved in film. I have a my degree is in film, uh, specifically when it comes to writing. Uh, I can tell you that while they may have done that, they may have. And I think that's true. I think they did film several characters being killed. They absolutely have known who was going to die for months, for months before the cliffhanger, uh, because there are contracts Mm -hmm. that have to be signed. There are, you know, you have to know, you cannot just be like, oh, Nightcrawler, uh, Dad, Macho Man, uh, Jason, uh, one of the clones in the back, we're going to film like all your deaths and then we're just going to decide later who it's going to be because then you're leaving those five people going, okay, like do I buy a house in Atlanta or not? Like Nicky come on, give me a, you have to know what you're doing <laughs> so that you can create your life. Like, and they're not gonna, you can't do that to an actor. You can't. And that's,
1: well, you can, but you it's can, considered but very it's, bad it's for considered, and if and if
2: that were the case, if they d- were doing that, which they weren't, they made the decision to make this a cliffhanger ending uh in editing like two months before the show was released, they had the ending filmed. they just decided to make it a cliffhanger on a whim, essentially from everything I've heard, uh, because the guy who plays who played uh, what's his name? the black kid who was eaten in the in the revolving door oh goodness name. anyway he said that they all knew everybody on cast knew when he was filming his death scene who was going to be Lucille so you know i
1: there's, just, there's a certain amount of playing with the audience that anybody giving a press conference or discussing a show, the future of a show, there, there, there's a certain amount of game playing that happens. They're, they can't tell you right off the bat that, oh, yeah, we know who's going to do this. So it's like, oh, well, we don't know either. Right, yeah. It's that's like, yeah, it's, it's it's all you part it. of it's, the it's theater, yeah I mean. it's Yeah, it's a, it's a game.
2: Okay, on like the, I, mean, I don't know how the, the timing works, but when they're every that and releasing that they're working on the scripts of the next yeah oh, they're sure. i mean uh, the the walking dead the the season that hasn't even started yet that's going to start in october they're almost done filming that so or done i can't remember exactly i haven't checked but i yeah it's not this is not something that's you know you don't film your show and then edit it and it goes on next week it's it's done well in advance yeah we heard they're actually
0: see the signs in St. Simons, Georgia, on the beach. Near the oh, beach. yeah? Yeah, they're filming. You know, we live down in Jackson, Florida. Oh, oh okay. okay. But we heard there, yeah. So, which is kind of southern Georgia on the
1: coast. Mm-hmm. On the island, on Rhode island, which is kind of one like of the old, the old uh, mansions and everything. Oh, nice. So down there. So, we're wondering if they're going
0: to be transitioning to more of a beach, ocean. It's almost kind of like a marsh. Yeah. You know,
2: Hmm. I don't know. It's it's hard to say what's gonna happen on on Walking Dead. Uh in the there's comic- so much still to go from the comic. Like if they're just introducing Negan, I don't think they're gonna move to the beach anytime. Because there's same. Hilltop
1: and there's the there's all the different there's all the different yeah. um, societies that are or the, the different pockets of civilization that are gonna pop up. Um, and in theory we may actually see more sub pieces that are not complete disasters because mm-hmm. one of the problems with Walking Dead is the inability of any other group of people aside from Rick's group to put together a functioning society that isn't made up of crazy people.
2: And let's face it, Rick's not doing a great job. Exactly.
1: So, but I mean like every, you know, every, every
2: every group that we've ever come in contact with has been led by a lunatic and like all the people in there are like devoted cult followers until that person dies and they take over somebody else. So, like yeah. So, hopefully we'll see hope I'm hoping, I have big hopes for the kingdom. That there yeah. are actually going to be people that know what they're doing and have
1: because in the comic there's a lot more depth to these these societies um, than we get we've get gotten in the TV show and admittedly in the comic you can let something play out over issues in, and have a different pace than you can do with with television obviously you have to have a quicker pace but mm-hmm. um, yeah it's going to be very interesting to see where they go with this now they've been, they're talking about castings some of the casting hints that have have mm-hmm. rolled out seem to imply we're going to spend a little more time with some of these. This, yeah. particular, this particular Negan storyline is going to stretch out a ways. There's this big controversy on the topic that is Rick really the big guy because he put a whole bunch of... Right. Well, Rick is not a tactician, and... Um, he proves that every season he has one great moment every season where he completely blows it when he's when he's trying when, he, when he's planning things
2: Rick has a real problem with with hubris which is he like when things start going well like things could be going okay like everything's good like we found a place everybody's having a good time like we got to shower Rick got to shave who who missed Andrew Lincoln's beautiful face under that beard? I missed it so much. I was very happy to see that. Anywho, <laughs> uh, so the, like, things are here. Oh, everything's wonderful. Rick's up here. Rick's like, everything's awesome. Let's take over the planet. And like, that's his, that was his problem with going after the saviors, was he didn't, he didn't even think for a second that it might be more than like 10 to 15 people. Didn't even think for a second. it might be because he's so used to working with his group of 10 to 14 people that he didn't even consider the fact that this person might have put together a bigger army
1: well and he also has he's gotten to the point right now they've been with everything that they've been through they are so convinced he is so convinced that they're undefeatable and you know and you look around this core group of people and you ask yourself how many of them have we actually lost we've lost a lot of peripheral characters and we've lost Andrea and we've um, but you know they never, they never really gave Warren, us the,
2: that was the name of the kid. Uh, uh, we never
1: they never really gave us a Tyrese that was the the level of the comics Tyrese. No. Um, Theodore, late lamented Theodore. T Dog um, was always a character who was woefully underused. Right. Um,
2: There's this great. Uh, we actually talked about this yeah. last week. <laughs> There's this great. If you if you Google, as I think it's I think it's T Dog's Journal. Uh, it's it's set during. Uh, Season 2 of The Walking Dead. And it is journal entries by T-Dog about each episode like what's happening in the background while everyone else is off doing whatever it is they're doing and t-dog and like the people at the farm are like oh well you know they taught me how to make sun tea today and like i really like this person i hope they don't die horribly and of course they die horribly but it's just like really it's a hilarious like and he explains like you know i wish that they'd stop calling me t-dog my name is theodore and when i told dale that he started calling me t-dog and i can't keep anybody to stop like it's it's great if you can find it it's awesome. Anywho, uh, <laughs> does anyone else have a thing they would like to talk about? Walking Dead, Fear of the Walking Dead? Yes, sir. Yes.
1: So I just watched Fear of the Walking Dead back to back, first two seasons. I'm sorry. How did you trudge through that? We were know? able to break it up only one hour a week. <laughs> I, I don't even want to think about
2: it. What, 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 what's driving you to continue watching that? And- uh, we, we cover the Walking dead stuff for our podcast. Yeah, we're 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 emotionally contractually
1: uh, obligated. And and
2: I'm a little bit of a a, a sadist. And so I enjoy the intellectual pain probably a little bit more than I should.
1: There is a part Uh, of us, you look at that cast, because it really does have a very, very strong cast. I mean, the actors themselves are really good actors. And there's a part of us that is like, surely with a cast like this, this will get better. Mm-hmm.
2: So, who who watches Fear
1: the Walking Dead? Who here is enjoying watching Fear the Walking Dead? No, oh? there you go. Okay, just because yeah. you love it, you it fills you it fills go. the <laughs> hole, the okay.
2: zombie shaped hole in your heart while Walking Dead is not on.
1: That it will get, it will right. It yeah. Well.
2: But I, I love design, but I'm not going to eat a vegetarian yeah. tofu design. So. There are some angles that they take with, with the show that are a little different from the walking guy. True.
0: Like, boat. I mean, right. Yeah,
2: Here's the, the, uh, yeah. Also the woman who followed Nick, who figured it out. Yeah, figured out how to do a walker which, thing. Yeah, which there are
0: some angles there, but just yeah, kind of went
2: along there for the end. Right. Um,. The problem, the problem of Fear the Walking Dead is exactly what we said the strength of Walking Dead was. That in Walking Dead, you watch this show with the knowledge that at any moment any of these characters could die. They are all, with, with a few exceptions, like, you know, there's, there's very, very little chance that Rick or Carl is going to die. Very, very little chance. Not impossible. Not but... impossible, very little chance. Almost everyone else, Michonne and Daryl kind of hover up in that area too, almost everyone else is expendable on Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead set it up very, very quickly that these characters are all pretty much safe. They're not going to, they've all been put in situations where one of the main cast could have been bitten by Ophelia can we talk about Ophelia for a second Ophelia stands in the background of every episode like this (laughs) she doesn't even pay attention to what other people are saying like she stands there gazes off into the middle distance and does nothing nothing the last (laughs) important thing Ophelia did was hook up with that soldier that they ended up torturing to death like that's the last important thing she's done this is the perfect character to, to to be feed fed to the zombies. But no. <laughs> she stands there. She goes like and doesn't do any it's,
1: <sighs> it's a show well. It, it, right they,
2: here, guys. Right here.
1: They don't know they don't know what to do with some of the characters, and the ones they do know what to do with, they don't write them like they're actually people. Right. It's a show full of people who are not actually having conversations with each other. Yes. Um every time you have uh, two people who are ostensibly husband and wife, who have are been living together, who have children and require communication skills, every one of their conversations is they're talking past each other. And they're avoiding the important thing, the important, you know, when, if you have, if your husband's son is displaying signs of being, oh, I don't know, psychotic you don't just dance around it and you're in the middle of the zombie apocalypse. You do not dance around it by going, well, you know, he's acting kind of odd. Right. You say, honey, he's trying to kill us. <laughs> we need to fix this now. There's, there's you're, you're something out. He, you know, and it took, it literally
2: took for Andy. Is it Andy? I want to say it's Andy. Can it just be Andy for, tonight, for today? I can't remember his name. It doesn't matter. He's terrible. I hate that kid. Uh,
1: Chris, Chris. Oh, it, took,
2: yeah. it literally took for Chris to be standing over them with a knife before Travis was even like, hey, there might be something wrong here.
1: Well, and Travis, okay, this is, again, fantastic actor, but this is a character who is, he has got such a hopeful outlook, such a, such a it's going to be okay outlook, that great, positivity is wonderful. But when the zombies are coming to kill you, when the city is burning... You might want to sit there and go, you know what? Today might not be the best of all possible days. And perhaps yes. I can consider making... Be- and Pollyanna is not showing up.
2: Anne of Green Gables has been eaten. <laughs> Let's try and move on. So he's and, just, yeah.
1: and by the time we actually get to the point where he's making the choices in the last episode before the break, where he's making... And I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the decisions he's making involving Chris, but he's making decisions finally, and he's making hard decisions... That's way too long for this character. I mean, Dustin was calling for his death by episode two it's like, of the why, first series it's like, why first isn't he dead epi-season. yet? Why won't he die?
2: Now, I do like that this show is headed uh, that that this show is headed in the direction of being the brownest genre show on TV because their lead act their, 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 it's led by a woman. The main character uh, is what's her name? I, I'm bad with names. Kim Dickens. Kim, what's the character's name? Uh, I don't Madison. care about the actor. Madison. Name. Uh, Madison is the, is our Rick essentially. Mm-hmm. So like this is a, a zombie show. The main character is a woman. The main character is a woman over forty, which is also awesome. Like genre shows know how to treat women over forty. If nothing else, well, you can say yes. <laughs> that a genre show is willing to give a woman over 40 something to do with her life until she is done being an actress. So, uh, the, the male lead of this show is not Travis. Don't even pretend that it's Travis. (laughs) It's strand, which is a black gay man. Never. I don't even know. And possibly one of the best voices on television. Oh my God. So anyway, and then we have, Ophelia is Hispanic Her dad uh, They're in Mexico The entire supporting cast For the next foreseeable future Is going to be Latino Uh, Of course From the looks of it It's going to be a death cult Which is Maybe a little racist So we'll see But you know Well when you consider
1: how just It's a nice contrast Because one of the biggest Weaknesses of Walking Dead Is that If you have more than Two male black characters On the show At any given time One of them has to die Um, The show's got a terrible track record with treating, you know, any, any, well, if anyone's ever been to Georgia, it is not statistically speaking that white, Um, and it's very, it's a very white Georgia. Especially Atlanta. Atlanta. So, yeah. But um that's you know this show's got a much it's got a wider range in terms of its ethnicities and its willingness to go into different places and different cultures which is great
2: and the and every like okay yes i'm dreading the fact that in two in a week this show will be back but i also have hope that maybe things will be better maybe now that they're all off the boat and they no longer have access to their hair products that maybe like something will happen on this show <laughs> Who knows? It has so much potential. Dare to dream, dare to dream, Nightcrawler. Because it because well,
1: because it doesn't it doesn't come with the baggage of the comic where you are the expectation is we can't kill Rick, no. we can't kill you know Carol we can't kill we you know actually we can we can keep Carol alive in this particular case because she's long dead in the comic, um, so it it doesn't have any of those strings Another, tying it down.
2: A, a woman, an older woman, probably one of the most dynamic female characters on television is on a genre show. I don't think I've ever seen an arc the way Carol's arc has been over the last couple of seasons. Not even talking about season six where she had almost a complete mental breakdown. And made on, some really good TV out of it too. Yeah. For a, to give that storyline to a woman in her 50s, that is like some, that's super awesome. That's like when, when, when Mila Kunis is cast as a mother of teenagers <laughs> in a movie. And Kristen Bell in that same movie is cast as the dowdy mom. That's the Hollywood we're dealing with, people. Yes. <laughs> we loved Preacher. We loved we did, it. We, we did love Preacher. And we love The Walking Dead.
1: Preacher, yes. Preacher. The, um, who read the who here has read the comic? Preacher comic. Okay. Okay. Um, for, so those of you who, have, who here has seen the AMC show Preacher, five minutes. Oh wow! Okay, guys, you need to okay. Go you guys, watch. Yes. you've got to watch this show. Um, preacher is based on a 1990s uh, uh, um, Garth Ennis uh, comic book, and it is basically the story of a small town preacher who inherits the basically the power of the voice of God. He can t- whatever he tells you to do, you will do.
2: Whether you want to or not, and
1: and all the and all the nightmare possibilities that goes That's with how it. Tim got me here. Exactly. I <laughs> um, the the first season of the show is basically serves kind of like a prequel to the comic, and it is some of the darkest, funniest, w- very funny.
2: Oh, so funny!
1: Bent uh, genre Disturbing, television, gory. And uh, but still with heart With heart, yes And at, at its core At its core It's a love story At its core It's a story about faith Surprisingly We, we talk about this From time to time A lot of genre shows Dodge religion Right Significantly um, And this is right up Front and center It still has that weird problem Of being unable to say The word Jesus Unless, unless it's a, a swear Yeah Which is Um, so
2: weird. Like, why are you going to make your show about a preacher? And like, okay, yeah, we we get it. Like, Seventh Heaven did nine seasons without them saying the the name Jesus one time. But you know, let's like, this is a preacher. Like, he like devoted his life to Jesus. Maybe this is a Southern
1: Christian church. Pretty sure the word Jesus pops up from time to time. Occasionally, once, twice. But it is Jackie Earl Haley is in it. Um, and he is we. Every time he comes on, we're going. He's a delight. Give the man an Emmy. He, uh, he is so good in this uh, show. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't watched it, I, I mean, it's this, this, the first season is over. I'm, it's it's coming out on, on DVD and Blu-ray here pretty quickly, which
2: means it's probably Netflix available. To yeah, it's
1: this way. is it is not necessarily. I'm, I'm not going to say it's not. It, it's. I'm not going to say it's not for kids. It depends on the kid. I it's mean, for teen nice. for teenagers,
2: you could watch it.
1: Yeah, for teen for te- depending it, on the teenager, yeah. right? So, but it is. It is certainly deals with with mature themes and, and adult concepts. But it is, and it is hyper violent. Oh, but so good. But it is like, so the well violence written. Is so awesome. Oh, it is if, okay. Uh, if you've ever seen or an Evil Dead movie, okay, take the Evil Dead fight scenes and put them in like a hotel room. With um, nobody, nobody actually staying dead. Every time you kill them, I mean, it's just—it's so it's so, it yeah. so funny. That, we, we la- yeah. We're sitting there watching. It's it's so bloody, and we are laughing so hard because it is just it is, so, and it's the writing is so sharp. Um, and it's about again, it's it's about love and faith and. And in a disturbing way about hope, but yeah. it's um, it's a really sharply written statement. Seeking show.
2: answers to questions that there may not be answers to. Right. So I, we, we just got the high sign, which means that we had five minutes ago, th- five minutes, three minutes ago. So, so it's, uh, any, any questions? Anything else, anything else? Yeah. Go ahead. Do you think they made a mistake keeping Judith alive in the
0: show?
2: No. No. I think it's awesome. I
0: feel like who has in their arms is
1: you know what okay there's a certain yes you, but
2: I think that um, that when they the they used okay so if you take Judith's death in the comic and you take Judith's life in the show, they serve two totally different purposes uh, Judith dying in the comic was a huge shock moment uh, to show just how awful the governor was
1: and also and, and also let the readership know. We are willing to go there. Yeah. Do not trust that your characters are going to survive.
2: Right. So that was what they're trying to tell us with Judith dying in the comic. By keeping Judith alive in the show, it's, I think it's signaling that even though this show has a real tendency to be misery porn, that there is a hopeful moment happening. There's a baby. This baby has lived for a really long time.
1: Even though time in The, in the Walking Dead doesn't yeah. actually make any sense. You can but. actually
2: tell how long the thing's been by Judith's age. Uh, that they have allowed some sort of innocence to survive this. Which is another reason why maybe maybe it won't be Glenn or Maggie. Just let, let that little nugget of hope live.
1: Uh, Not to mention the fact instead of every now and again, and the writers let this come out periodically, it gives Rick something to fight for as opposed to something to fight against.
2: Because Carl ain't need that dude. Like, Carl used to be the worst. But now Carl is awesome. He's a teenage kid who shoots things and has an eye patch. Who doesn't love that? That's why everybody used to chew bazooka gum. And so, like, the fact that there's this small... Bundle of hope that we have to keep around. Keep, you know, that's cool. I think.
1: Not to mention the fact that if they decide they do kill her, it, the impact is going to be so much worse. Oh yeah. The audience, it, it's going to be it's going to be that much more brutal to the audience.
2: Right. I guys, I guys, the guys, the dudes, opening the door. Thank you so much for showing up. Uh, Umbrella Soldier. I applaud your your commitment to your cosplay. He didn't take his mask off once. <laughs> The entire time we were in here, that's yes. awesome. So you know, stick with stick with that guy. So thank you guys for coming. Thank you very much. Check guys. out our podcast. Uh, you can also follow us both on Twitter for random idioticies. I'm at the Night Dusto and Tim is uh, Timothy Harvey. So yeah, really easy to find. Do that if you want. You don't have to. Thank you, everyone. Bye.
1: This has been a presentation of
0: HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2016 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio.